everyone. Welcome back. And today I've got a very, very good friend of mine joining us on the show, Mr. Kevin Brownlee, who I met when I was about 19 years old. I drove my Jeep into his gas station and I was greeted by like the warmest smile and just totally outgoing, friendly guy. And we've been like close friends for uh, ever since then, almost about 20 years, actually. And Kevin is one of the premier, most award-winning bartenders uh, in the world. He now trains bartenders, and he basically has a kick-ass job where he travels around the world to bartending shows and events, um, working with Bacardi and supporting other brands. And the guy is just such a cool, cool dude. And in this episode, we met up at my condo in Vancouver. You can watch it on YouTube. And we just kind of talk about life working in that industry and also how the new cannabis legalization is kind of coming into the alcohol uh, and tobacco industry and what that looks like as far as nightlife, as far as um, how people are partying and things of that nature. So uh, I've done a couple episodes in the past about um, being sober for almost two years. And another guy, that was, uh, Jacques, who has sober raves and parties, this is going on the opposite spectrum of things. So enjoy and make sure you connect with Kevin. He's a freaking awesome dude. Welcome, everyone, to Self-Developed Life. My name is Quentin Carlin, and this is the podcast for personal and professional development. What I do here is bring on expert industry leaders and interview them about their success strategies on anything from fitness, finance, faith, family, business, Bitcoin, blockchain, crypto, leadership, lifestyle, dating, relationships, marriage, travel, Zen meditation, mindset, minimalism, money-making methods, and much, much more. So if you're interested in any of that, you're going to love this episode. Also, why don't you go over to YouTube? We've got this uh, filming. Every episode is uploaded to YouTube, and there you can watch it live and also subscribe. Check that out. We've got all the content archived there from past episodes. As well, when you're over there, check out our show sponsors. We've got a number of amazing sponsors. For example, if you would like to get a $40 credit on your next Airbnb hotel, go ahead and claim that. As well, if you want to get into investing in cryptocurrency or Bitcoin, we've got $10 of free Bitcoin waiting for you. You can just go claim it in your free account set up over there. Also, if you want to get a website set up and don't really know how to do that, we've got access to the best online software to build the biggest funnel that you can imagine for your business to help convert your traffic into customers. So, like I said, go over there. All the links are on YouTube. We really appreciate that. And speaking of appreciate, I appreciate you for tuning in. And to do so, I want to offer you a free one-on-one -on -one coaching and consulting call with me. Yes, I would like to connect with you. So if you're interested in talking about anything and anything, anything and everything on your mind, email me, quintoncarlin at gmail.com, or you can just fill out my calendar on the bottom here, the link that can set up a time that suits for both of us. And I would love to reach out and connect with you. Lastly, if you do enjoy this episode and this podcast, would you please do me a favor and go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and leave an honest comment. How do you feel about the content that we're putting out here? That would really help. It really helps support the show. All the reviews are much greatly appreciated. All right, guys. Enjoy the show here, and we'll see you on the next episode soon. Enjoy. It's going to be a great one. All right. 
This is a awesome, awesome opportunity, and I'm so happy for this episode. I'm here with my brother, Kevin Brownlee. Yo, man. And this guy here has... We've gone way back. We met at a gas station. We met at a gas station on in the middle of the country of Canada, uh, and here we are now, where we've actually both lived in this condo here in Vancouver. When I went traveling uh, to the Middle East, when I was gone for a couple months, 13, 13 years ago. Yeah, thirteen years ago, I went traveling for a few months, and uh, you were staying here for those couple months, and now you're back here, just as I'm flying out and you jetting to another event, so yeah, yeah. it's been a while, 13 years, and I haven't seen you much besides that. a couple that. years, I think, that we've been able to catch up. So and then you returned the favor when I came back to Vancouver uh, a couple that's a couple years ago when you had a place up on... Carisdale. Yeah, I stayed there for like one or two nights on my way to Edmonton, I think. Oh, that, oh when I was up South Granville, that's right. I, I remember it was like not downtown, but it was like, no, yeah, no, South, yeah Granville. South Granville. Yeah, I had that spot for a number of years. So. Yeah, it was awesome. It's full circle, right? So we're, we're, we're homies from way back, and Kevin's been doing some amazing things, and I actually haven't heard all the crazy stuff he's been doing. He just told me his travel schedule, and I was like, man, I thought I had a hectic travel schedule, but what's been happening, man? So I, I've, I've, uh, I've transitioned from the bar, and now I'm on the ambassador side of the game, so... Uh, it's it's a been a wonderful transition. It hasn't been as easy as I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, I would say that I have a really special job because these positions don't come around very often, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm so grateful to be in the position that I'm in today. But you know, it, 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 going back to bartending and transitioning out of it, one of the greatest joys for me in bartending is that there's an opportunity to meet new people every day. Yeah, and you're such a people person, like, like yourself. Well, the thing is, we've walked the exact same path almost. Mm -hmm. Like we were playing basketball in the same city. We both came out of the West Coast. Yeah. You got me hooked up with the teaching gig at the, at the Vancouver Public School. That's Remember right. when you were involved yeah, in that? That's right. So we were both teaching here in Vancouver as assistants. Um, and then we did something else. And I got you the job at the surf camp. We were, you were in Tofino right. for a while. Surf and we doing when I was oh, doing man. the surf camp in Tofino. So we, we worked together there. And you, well, you were like, you. remember that? Because <laughs> oh, you know what? That mini bus? Yeah, yeah. And you were, you were like, the, you were the cook? I cooked it up. Yeah, yeah I, I think you cooking. were the cook, right? I think you were the Holy cook. Holy smokes, yeah, dude. That, yeah, was, yeah. That, was, that, was, that, that was a decade ago. And that was, I found a picture of us in my parents' place of Tofino. Oh, a couple of young boys. Yeah. Old boys at that point, you know? It's so funny to think about how far you've come along not really knowing where our trajectory. Life is unpredictable. But then after that, you went to Asia to teach yeah. in China. That right. was... And no, then, that, I, no, and I, then I followed in, in your... In, in what did I do? I went back to China at that time. Um, went back to China at that time to travel when you were back around that's right we had yeah. there was a there was a visit you had home that I was away and I went back because I had taught English in China after yeah. university how long were we in China for for a year only one year I thought you were there longer yeah, no it's just a year it was after I was at the University of Manitoba for a year and then that wasn't my avenue uh, and I got out and I took a TEFL certification and I started teaching English and I went overseas and I taught English for a year in China in Chongqing and then I came back and when I got back, I started continuing to work in education. Uh, and I'd always been in the service industry. I'd yeah. always worked in restaurants since I was 15. Okay. And so it kind of was in, it was in, it was in our bloodline. I mean, my uncle's worked in restaurants, my brother worked in restaurants. Yeah. Uh, just kind of fit it. And it suits my personality oh, for sure. really well. And, uh, you know, I worked at the Vancouver School Board for six years. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it was an incredible 
Gotcha. And we had a couple of days that we were at the same school. That's we were right. placed oh, at the same dude. school. Remember, I showed up and here's Kevin, and you're like, "Hey, man, dude, yeah, remember?" Oh man, you got yeah. a better memory than I do. That's for sure. Well, I don't know. I think what it is, man. I think it's just being back in this environment because I've been gone for so long, and I've just yeah. been flooded with all these things. And when I see someone, Seven, I, I eight, eight years it, now. Yeah, I've been almost eight. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I see someone, I just trigger like, "When's the last time I saw you? What was yeah. the circumstances in this?" So like, I remember you, seeing you just come in my door, and I'm just like, I had all these just like the last one we connected and stuff and yeah like I've literally kind of followed your kind of you know similar path we've had similar and trajectories yeah for sure yeah, it's, yeah. About, it's about taking care of what you need to take care of and achieving goals yeah right? and, and shooting for the stars because yeah that's where we gotta go and then you know you shoot from the moon you land you at least you land on the stars yeah that's right yeah um well let me ask you for people that are maybe in a similar situation that are wanting to transition like we have both pivoted a few times what would it take to become like maybe sh share how freaking amazing what you're doing is now, like with what you're yeah. up to and how that started and what it led to. Yeah, all right. So I mean, like you know, in always working in restaurants, it was in the capacity of whether I was doing support work or I was serving on the floor. Um, but like you were at Earl's, right? I was or at Earl's. Yeah, That's what that, was, that yeah. was my first gig when I was living here in this place. I was, was with Colin at Earl's for lunch today. How's that guy doing? Colin's doing amazing, dude. Killing oh man, it. I ran into yeah. him a while back. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where, where it was at, but I didn't connect you guys, dude. You yeah, guys should have connected. John is really Yeah, I was with John yeah, last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that yeah. years, but yeah. you know, so I was at Earl's and I was I was uh, working as a server, trying to get in with the school system at that time. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was a bureaucratic nightmare. They, there was a shortage of teachers. There was a shortage of male support workers. And eventually, I got my way in, and mm -hmm. then I left Earl's and I took about a two-year break from the industry. Yeah. Uh, and and just did that, focused on working with at-risk youth and with children who had special needs. Um, and then I realized that I needed to make a bit more money and so yeah. I took a bartending gig on the side and I started to work my way through that and then it was 2008 and I went over to uh, Scotland, I lived in Scotland for a while. I never knew that, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know, I mean, we've seen each other since then but I don't know if that was a new conversation. Okay. Yeah, so I went over there, I, was, I chased my heart over there and uh, was with a girl who is still a very good friend of mine, we're not together anymore but um, yeah, I went over there and I was bartending and working in social services and she got on to do uh, her MBA, and her father was tenured staff, so she got a nice ticket to take care of her $50,000 educational program. So mm. we cashed in on that, and she got her MBA, and we were together for another few years after that, and then I got back, and I started bartending. And you know, I, th I think the biggest thing with bartending, it's a professional trade. Yeah. And a lot of these kids that come up now, uh, you know, they, want the, they want the gratitude, they want that status immediately, yeah. and it's not something that comes overnight. I think the other thing too, like guys mostly just say it's a great way probably to meet girls. You know, like they think of it sure. like, hey, I'm out. There's like, you know, all eyes are on me kind of. Yeah, but you're meeting, only really gonna you know? meet good girls if you're a great guy. Yeah, you know, like true. You gotta be, you gotta have a personality for it. You gotta be willing to take the punches. You're gonna put up with some shit. Yeah, you know, like, right. Well, I worked, I remember, I worked at the, remember, I don't know if you know this or not, but I worked at the Camby when I first moved to Vancouver. I remember that. Yeah, and that place is like That's a freaking. Yeah. A freaking like that's a scene. It's a dust up there. That's like old school saloon. Yeah, <laughs> modern day saloon. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, when I think of my bar, you know, limited bartending experience, but I also bartended in Australia. I bartended my way around right. Australia, actually. Like, very yeah. different scenes, right? Like the yeah. Australian bartending scene is incredibly elevated. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the world's best, some of the Vancouver's best bartenders are Australian. Yeah. Um, you know, and they pay accordingly. So a little bit higher cost of living. You know, there's not really a tip culture here, and I think one of the things there or there, there, yeah, yeah, exactly. The yeah, tip yeah. culture here in Vancouver is bar none, greater than anywhere else in the world. I mean, 
yeah. in the world. I would argue that. I mean, you don't wow. go to you go to you, you go to London to, to 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 find a mentor to cut your cloth uh, and to learn your way through the game. But if you, there's a lot of bartenders in the city who aren't, you know, they're good bartenders, but they're not bartenders that would be in this sort of cocktail scene per se. Even though they might be making cocktails, you know, they're working at places and they're making really good money. So what's really good money for a bartender? You could pull your daily wage plus 250 bucks a day in tips. So you really? work five nights a week, you average that out over the course of the week, you have a bad night at 150, you're making 200 bucks a night in cash. Hmm. You know, that's a lot of money. Um, so, you know, it is a totally viable, lucrative yeah, right. career to, to take, but it's one thing to make it a career just for the money, it's another thing to pursue a goal. And that, that's what separates the best from the rest. Let, let me ask you this, the lifestyle, your nights gone. It can be, yeah, it can is be, it, yeah. Is it, is it a hectic, I remember when I was working at a few bars and stuff, or doing nights, doing promo, remember when I did those promos up yes. in Granville Street with yeah, those yeah. promotional girls? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was with Imperial Tobacco. So I was out all the time, and I was just like, it, it took a toll eventually. Yeah. You know, like, do you feel, do you see that with people, you know? Oh yeah, man, like, I, 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 I can't, I would, I would be lying if I wasn't honest and to say that there were some social restraints that mm. were, you know, that I felt in my life, some of my relationships struggled. Uh, it might be part of the reason that me and my ex didn't work out, but I'm so grateful now that my fiance is super patient. Exactly, and congratulations on that once again, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's a treat, she's a real gem, yeah. so. But you know, like, I think any success that we want to find in life, there's gonna be some leeway that has to be given. There's oh, some sure, things that yeah. go by the wayside. And unfortunately, with the in service industry is that, you know, for the most part, the friends that you make are the people you work with. And it's harder to yeah, meet people right. as adults unless you're it an is, extreme sure. extrovert. Yeah. You know, and you're socially engaged and you're doing, you got hobbies and you're getting out there and you're trying new things and you're getting out to see what other people are doing because if you're interested in people, naturally people are going to be interested in you. If you're kind yeah. and you're, you know, you're compassionate. Just be a good dude, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be a good dude. Just be yeah, a good yeah. human. That's yeah. like, yeah. should be fucking, like, you got to get that stamp. I think that's like, it's like you get your driver's license once and then yeah. you're going to be a bad driver your whole life and you never have to drive your car and for right. a test again. Yeah. You should have to get good human stamps throughout yeah. the course of your life because, I mean, Let's be honest. We yeah. need each other. Yeah, man. You know, we need each other. It makes it a lot easier. And I, yeah, I just feel so blessed that I've had the you know the, the life that I've had. For sure. I've had my struggles. I've oh, had yeah. my challenges. Yeah. And, you know, part of, part of it when I was bartending is I was working five nights a week minimum managing a bar. Yeah. Uh, what happened with that place? Because you launched. Were you part of like Annalena? So what? Was, They're killing it. So you, how were you involved in it? Cause I remember seeing a bunch of posts you were doing about that, but I didn't know if you were like an owner in that nope. or like, uh, no. Okay. So I worked with, when I got back from Scotland, I ended up working at a place called Coast down on Alberni Street here in Vancouver. And I was working with Mikey Robbins, who was a sous chef at the time. Uh, and you know, we had amicable relations, but we didn't really have a connection. Yeah. And uh, 2015, when, we opened Annalena, Jeff Parr. It's a cool name actually, yeah. It's the names of his two grandmothers. Oh, so oh, interesting. One of his, I think Lena just turned 100 years old this year. 100? 100. A hundy, yeah, wow. Full hundy, full hundy. Keep that, keep that in the ear, the hundy, because there's yeah. something coming up with those boys, so, you know, they got stuff in the works. But, yeah. uh, you know, I was in a bartending competition, which is an avenue that not all bartenders choose to go down, but some choose to do, and there's tons of opportunity based around that, and it's kind of how I got into my role today as an ambassador oh, for Cardi. So, so yeah, maybe you want to talk about how, what you're doing now and how just like freaking sweet that is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it sounds um, pretty ridiculous. So and I, that's what I like to do here is highlight people 
that are just really doing awesome stuff. And I'm very lucky that I have a large network of people doing freaking awesome stuff. So that's why I'm I wanted to get you on here and share it. And yeah, learn more about nice, myself. Yeah, it's nice to really connect and, 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 to, and to give scope to it too. Yeah, exactly. You know, because yeah, yeah. Uh, oftentimes people say, oh, well, what is it that you do? It's just, well, I'm a portfolio ambassador for Picardi. So okay. I'm based on a trade advocacy team. Uh, you know, our head office is in Miami. We've got a huge team in the United States on this trade advocacy side. And we've built this program up and it's come into Canada now. So I have colleagues in Toronto and Montreal. So as a portfolio ambassador, my responsibility is in cocktail menu development, uh, brand training, events, um, and just general industry support. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't have to, I, I, while I'm not too focused on sales metrics, yeah. my metric is in relationships. And, and that's what you're so good at, that's a perfect fit for you, man. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky, man. That's really awesome. I'm lucky, yeah. you know, like, you know, so in, in, in building those relationships, it's getting people excited about the brands that I work with. Yeah. There's a tremendous amount of travel, yeah. So maybe just, maybe just tell me like as soon as I came in on what's going on, what's happening. You're like I'm going either you know just yeah. say that same schedule because that, that I got tired just listening to that man. So I, I just spent I've just had the last four weeks here in town in Vancouver, which has been nice because yeah. it's prime time in Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, if I backtrack a bit before I get ahead of myself, uh, going back the month of July into May, it was New Orleans. I was in Toronto. I was in Los Angeles. I was in Winnipeg. Oh. Uh, I went to a music festival in there because you got to get your kicks. Uh, what else did I have? I had a trip, another trip to Toronto. But coming up, so what are we today? Saturday night? 27, Saturday 26th, night, the 25th, 25th of August. Tomorrow, uh, I'm going out of town on a leisure trip with a couple buds for a few days, and I'm back for a week. I go to Toronto two days to do some events with Toronto International Film Festival oh, with my awesome. colleagues in Toronto. And then I fly to London to support and mentor the 16 bartenders that are representing North America to compete for the global championship and the global bartending competition for Bombay Sapphire and most of the management bartender. So I'll be in London for a week, back for a couple days, I'm in Winnipeg for two days to do some trainings with the Manitoba Liquor Commission, back for 10 days and I'm in Winnipeg for my brother's wedding, I'm back for a week and then I'm in Wisconsin. And it's just, you know, and then all of a sudden we're the 20th of October. So it's not a bad, you know, next couple months. <laughs> no, not a bad next couple months. It's, it's well, great. That's, uh, it takes its toll. Yeah. I'm well, fit for it. Speaking, speaking of our mutual friend Colin, like I, I had lunch with him today and he's like, man, like same thing. And he, he was in like all over the place because he's doing finance stuff. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot, you know, you know uh, trips and stuff. And he's like, yeah, like, he's like, it's awesome, but it's also exhausting. He's like, it's awesome and exhausting. You know, yeah. so I can, I can, you know, I definitely get that. Um, no, well, you know, like I said, man, take advantage of the, this awesome opportunity that's coming your way. Mm -hmm. um, I know we're kind of, we're limited on time. My last question that I want to touch on, drinking. What's up with that? Do, do, do you see that the bartenders are like, people control it, does it get out of control? What's some crazy stories or things you've seen in the bar scene, you know, like, let's just kind of uh, think, spill you know, some beans here, you know? I mean, there's a lot of, Alcohol makes people do some silly things, right? Yeah. And I think I've been quite fortunate in the establishments that I've worked at that they've been food focused, so they're restaurants oh, okay. with cocktail programs. And there's a lot of that stuff here. Like, yeah, that, I mean, you're not going to get a liquor primary license in Vancouver for cheap. Yeah. You know, they don't really give them away. There are a few of them in town. And, um, I mean, I've had my nights where I've had too much to drink. I've definitely been on the bar working where I've served people who have had too much to drink and they can't serve them anymore. And that's a difficult conversation to have with someone. Yeah, right. But ultimately, Bartenders are looking out for people. 
they're trying to give, they're trying to show people a good time. They're trying to facilitate. Yeah, it's hectic, man. It's hectic. It's hectic. You know, I remember to, doing it. I'm like, hold, man. I have a whole different. When you're behind the bar, it's a whole different scene than when you're out partying. But the thing too now is, I think collectively, they're, you know, collectively as a as a society, uh, I can't speak for the world over, but I know here in Vancouver and especially in North America, there's greater awareness for emotional intelligence. Oh right, right. yeah, yeah. And yeah. recognizing. Uh, if people are going through a hard time that maybe the best thing they need is not a drink. Yeah. If someone comes in and says, I've had a hard day. My, you know, I'm going through exactly. a divorce. It's yeah. like, you don't actually need a drink. What you need yeah. is someone to talk to. Yeah. Here's something. If you want a drink, of course I'll serve you a drink. Right. But you know, there's a big, there's a big play right now. Um, uh, because people are really acknowledging and accepting that other people go through things that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the no and low. So mm-hmm. there's non-alcoholic drinks and there's low ABV cocktails. Low ABV cocktails don't necessarily have whiskeys and gins and tequilas. It's more like vermouths and sherries and things that are still enjoyable to consume. Yeah. But they're not going to change the way that you behave. What's your favorite drink? The hanky panky. Oh yeah. What is that? Is that your? Is that your? No, the hanky panky. No, no. The hanky panky was a drink that was created by Ada Coleman at the Savoy at the American Bar in London. Okay. And like many great things, it sort of happened on the whim, and it's a mix of gin, sweet vermouth, a little bit of fernet. And when the gentleman came in and said, I would need something big and strong, and Ada Coleman, being one of the most prolific bartenders of her time, uh, in hindsight, she created this drink, and when the man had it at his table, he said, my golly, it's the hanky-panky. <laughs> and so it's a big, spirit-forward drink, but it's got a lot of herbal notes to it. Yeah. Um, you know, overall, ABV, ABV after dilution, it's probably sitting somewhere around... 20, 22%, so. Well, listen, man, I know we don't have time tonight for a drink, but I definitely want to have one of your delicious cocktails next time. I actually don't drink anymore, actually. Oh, wow, good for you, Yeah, dude. yeah, I've been That's like, awesome. a year and a half. Well, like, when I say that, I mean, like, I'll go out for a, a, glass of a drink or, or two, yeah. but I, I, like, I cut it off at, like, two. That's great. So I've been sober for a year and a half. Yeah, and I did what? it as a test. I did it for a month on July, or January uh, 1st, 2017. That month went so unbelievably well. Like, I'm just going to keep going another month, and then, here I am in a year and a half. Good for but you. Like, I still go out. I'm still, so, I got to the club yeah. last night till three in the morning. <laughs> you know, like on the- Still uh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at a, a grand, the venue, I was at the venue last night oh on God. Granville Street. It's like three in the morning, this international like Colombian party. And like I was, I had like one beer the whole night. That's it. Yeah, uh, you know what, um, I mean, it's good. Like I, I, yeah. I found that now that I'm on the brand ambassador side, like, you know, the, 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 the sort of lineage is, you know, cut, cut your teeth, pay your dues, work your way up, get some mentorship. Become a bartender, work at it for a few years. Don't think that you're going to be the best of the best after six months. It's yeah. just not going to happen. And then the road is like, well, what do I want to do? Do I want to continue in bar management? Do I want to change venues? Do I want to right. open my own venue? Yeah. If fortunately you can get all the, there's lots of possibilities, yeah. right? And, and you can get to the brand side. You know, the branding in Vancouver, alcohol. Next thing, weed. What's your thoughts on that? They're everywhere. I can't believe it's freaking. There's more weed shops than coffee shops downtown. Outside. Yeah, I, I have a bit. I mean, I smoke weed, right? Like I smoke a fair amount of weed, but I have a bit of an issue with it in the sense that, like, you look at these 420 celebrations that take place every April 20th, and it was originally it, the, the sentiment behind it was a protest for legalization. Okay. Legalization is coming. Now you look down at what goes on in English Bay on April 20th, and it's like 50,000 miners. 50,000 easily. There's fucking shit tons of people down there. Wow. Just getting stoned. You got all these people who are unlicensed distributors of marijuana. They're making baked goods, they're making gummies, they're selling pre rolled joints, and they're selling to people without carting them. And you have police standing by, not doing just anything. not doing anything. Yeah. I can't even have a cigarette on the sidewalk. I don't smoke anymore. Okay. But I can't have a cigarette on the sidewalk without getting shit for it. But yeah, you got all these miners, mixed, mixed, mixed people, mixed age people, all this, these 
range of demographics, smoking weed, buying weed, it's technically still legal. Yeah. It shouldn't be legal. I'm glad it's going to be legalized. Yeah. There's a huge play into it. I think we need to be really careful about how we incorporate marijuana into yeah. cocktails because you're looking at a double-edged sword there, right? That's that's yeah. that's like, uh, man, I I was blow, like all my because I went right from here. I was in Vancouver for a week and then I went to Alberta for three weeks. When I got here, um, I went out with Colin and he showed me this place. You know, like I don't I don't smoke, but we just walked in and I was like, there was just couches of people just with huge bongs. And I thought it was in Amsterdam, because when I was in Amsterdam, I did used to smoke like, sure. like 10 years ago. Um, but uh, but yeah, like, I'm just, and my thought is right away, I'm like, this is gonna be the new Amsterdam because it's a way nicer city, way better climate, and it's already an international hub. And all, like I already see it's way more international here than it was when I was living here seven, eight years oh, ago. Oh, totally. I mean, diversity in the city is a big thing, right? And yeah. you know, I, I, there are a lot, I think there are a number of health benefits to, to marijuana. Uh, would you say it's healthier than alcohol? Like, if you look at it like alcohol or weed, what is actually a better? Uh, there, oh man, that's a, that's a really good question. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think psychologically, they could both have the same benefits taken in moderation. Yeah. Uh, but health benefits definitely to marijuana. Yeah. Right, for sure. I mean, yeah, alcohol, yeah. alcohol is yeah. poison. Alcohol yeah, is poison. Right. And people abuse it, right? Not that people don't abuse marijuana, yeah. um, but you know, you look at the CBD use and how it mitigates uh, seizures and how right, it yeah, absolutely. That, you know, like yeah, there's yeah. tons of benefits to it. Sure. But, but but the thing about marijuana today is that marijuana today is so fucking strong. It's bloody it's so strong, right? Like, oh man. The thing yeah, about the weed I that I smoked as a teenager, this yeah. swag stuff that I was getting, it's like, oh great, you know. Yeah. And now you get it, it's like, I need a toot. I need one toot, and then that's it. And then I'm wow, like set. Really? Yeah. And I'm off. It's too much of this stuff, and I I can't think. So yeah. You know, it goes to show that the evolution of the marijuana as a product, as a as a species, has evolved far past our ability to process it. Mm-hmm. But we're coming to a point where, you know, I, are we in a golden age of marijuana? Maybe. Um, but you know, is there is there a point at which we there's no return? For sure, we're past all that. There's yeah. no point in returning. Where we're the trajectory of our, of our, of life is well beyond its means. I'm totally yeah yeah. yeah. It's, it's gonna be interesting, man. Well, this has been super interesting, man. I oh, really, dude. I'm so stoked that we got to catch up <laughs> and do this. Like, yeah. literally, this is the only conversation we're having while we're connected because he just came in. We started rolling this, taping it, and now we're both heading out because there'll be a there'll be a little bit of off record conversation that takes yeah, place because yeah, nobody yeah, needs yeah, to know yeah, that yeah, some yeah, of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah off, but, off but, the but book, you know but. what? This has been a real treat. Yeah, man, and and dude, I'm just so impressed with everything you're doing and. I can't wait to see more. My brother. All right, man. My brother. Cheers, man. That's great. Appreciate it. For sure. Wasn't that awesome? I told you it was going to be a great episode. Thanks so much for tuning in till the end. We really, really appreciate it. Go ahead, share this out. Hit somebody up that will really benefit from it. Share this. Subscribe. Go ahead also, like I said in the beginning, if you would like a one-on-one conversation with me, email me quintincarlin at gmail or fill out the calendar link to schedule in a call. And before you forget, go over to iTunes right now, leave a five-star review and an honest comment. What do you think of the show? What do you think of the interviews, uh, the content? Really appreciate it. Go out there, make a great day. See you on the next episode coming this week. See ya.